target to begin with for today. Unless commitment is made, unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes. Unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. Okay, that's a good one to begin out the uh, begin the year. Amen. Okay, if you're needing a title for night, it's I start off with discouragement. Okay, and we'll move on to something better, but it's discouragement if you want a title. Uh, for many, the start of the year 2014 is already in discouragement. Um, the word discouragement in the, in the Word of God from the Old Testament, at least, it's 2865. It means to be broken, abolished, fear, afraid, alarmed, confounded, in despair, crushed, and dismayed. I'll go through those once more. Broken, abolished, fear, afraid, alarm, confounded, despair, crushed, or dismayed. If you are having any of those, uh, you might have a little bit of discouragement, or if you know anybody that has those, you know they have a little, little bit of discouragement coming into uh, this new year, and it has to stop. Um, for many, they already want to quit. Uh, whatever their New Year's, uh, we call those things, they make a resolution, thank you. Uh, many are already quitting. Uh, they've had too many donut holes or whatever, you know, <laughs> so they want to quit. Uh, but uh, Discouragement uh, manifests itself in many ways. Um, on the job, um, they, they have little or no zeal for their work. For those that uh, in the workforce, you may be seeing some of your fellow workers that just don't feel like doing the work, or maybe they, it's a carryover from last year. Um, they don't want to do the work. Uh, Hardworking, uh, going beyond what is expected and not getting recognition or rewarded is just too frustrating for them. So discouragement springs in and thoughts of quitting arise. And then for some, discouragement may become, it might be attacking a marriage or marriages. The romance and glamour has gone. I mean, um, it's faded away. Uh, normal life activities uh, and daily cares are uh, up and running. Um, there's the dishes, the dusting, the vacuuming, the diapers, the new payments, you know, whatever you want to throw in there. And uh, many have thought, uh, if I had known this, I would never have gotten married. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, guys or gals. But sometimes, you know, some of those, I remember some of those thoughts. What, what did I get myself into here? I used to be free, uh, you know, and fancy free, <laughs> foot loose and all that type of stuff. It uh, hadn't changed my mind, hadn't changed my mind. And this, ta this tape will not go to the wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
while others have divorced and, uh, and because of disappointments in the marriage, uh, we have to know that marriage is a lifetime commitment. So uh, those that are married, hey, let's buckle down and get with the program. Okay, um, some are discouraged in their Christian life um, because they're not able to follow through on some of the things that they're being taught in the Word or learning in the Word. They've tried to live the good Christian life but cannot see it. And they've been at it for X amount of time. They, they don't see any progress. So uh, uh, they just stop. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we're new Christians in Christ Jesus. But they don't realize or they have not been taught that they're babies. And babies do make mistakes. They're not perfect. We don't take alakai and tell them to go out there and drive that truck out there. It'd be a mess. You know, so they grow up and we need to share with those young Christians uh, how old they are, may be uh, naturalized. They're babies and they need, need, they need some help in discovering that they're a babe and they need to grow. And they need to get into Romans 12, 1 and 2, that they need to conform to the things of God's word and not be transformed or uh, conform to the, to the world, but transformed, transformed into God's word. And we need to share the word with them, give them encouragement, not discouragement. Thank you. Amen. So, um, um, so they plan to live, since they're discouraged, so they plan to live any way that appeals to them, regardless of what the cost is. You know, um, they, have, they give no thought to what is going to take place. Okay. Then another cause of discouragement is thinking about self. The I me game, uh, the I me on the throne, and not about God. Uh, Matthew 6 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. But uh, we're not seeking God's word, we're seeking what we can get for ourselves. And, uh, and we become disappointed when we pray one time and the manifestation of that healing or that uh, desire has not come to pass. We might wait a week or two and say, this stuff is not for me. I could have got it the old way and, and been happy. I might be, you know, whatever, that type of thing. Uh, so discouragement, they were not thinking about God. And a prime example of this were, is uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18. You'll have to read that because we're not going to, it takes most of the chapter, but we have um, Elisha. He, he uh, challenges the prophet, 400 prophets of Baal uh, to a uh, showdown. And he asked the people, how long are you going to be halt between two opinions. Is God God or is Baal God? And so he, he, feel like, he feels like he's alone there. And um, he wins the victory over the prophets of Baal. The 400 prophets are killed. Glory to God, we got rid of some bad prophets. But uh, he finds out that Jezebel is out after him. Well, here's one, one little woman and he had 400 proud, muscular prophets of Baal. 
and he could take care of them, but one little woman he runs from. And he gets disappointed because God doesn't take care of that situation. Um, and he becomes disappointed. Disappointed. Okay. Um, it's a time, there's a time of great disappointment after victory. So sometimes, sometimes during this year, you're going to have victories, and something is going to try to come in and bring disappointment into your life. Like, well, it didn't. It, last week was going so good, and this week I feel so down. There's a disappointment that starts to creep in. We've got to watch ourselves. After victory, we've got to especially watch ourselves. Because uh, you look through the Bible, and you can find out those that had victories, usually right after some kind of disappointment came in, or discouragement came in. And so we, we need to watch ourselves. We, and uh, in, in, uh, 2 Corinthians tells us that we need to, we need, the Old Testament was written for our benefit to see what was going on and if, see if what happened to them applies to us and how we can make a detour or change our way of thinking and not follow some of the wrong paths or, or possibly follow the right path that some of the uh, believers had. Those that walk by faith, we could, should go into uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and look at that uh, or 11 and see the uh, heroes of faith that we need to follow not just those that you know if you look at some of the heroes of faith they also had some downward t t uh, tendencies but they popped it back up because they looked to God not looking to self and this is what uh, uh, Elijah did he looked to self instead of God okay but in that time of great discouragement, after um, he went up to the mountain, if you remember, and he was met by God there. He was ministered to by God there, and he was motivated by God there. So we need to be open to the Spirit of God, whether it be by the Word of God or something that is spoken to us to get us out of that discouragement or uh, disappointment. So don't fall through. Now, let's look at some of the reasons that for Isaiah, pardon me, Ezekiel's, um, Ezekiel, well, I'm going all over the place. <laughs> Elijah's uh, thinking. Uh, one is a good one uh, that many of us fall into. You go to work for eight hours, you come home, you, you have your extra, you know, you're, you're working around there at the house there, and then you say, oh, I've got to, i got to watch this TV, or I want to finish this part of this novel, so we just kind of let the time go by, and all of a sudden you look at it, and, and it's late, so you go to sleep, and all of a sudden the alarm goes off, and you're exhausted. Have we, ever, have we ever did that? Well, physical, physical exhaustion can cause uh, discouragement because you can't do things right. You're, you feel sluggish. Uh, you feel, why did I do this? So, you know, something goes wrong. Nobody's ever had that happen. Nobody's even saying, nobody's agreeing to this. I think you all go to bed at the proper time. You get up at the proper time. And you don't uh, exhaust yourself. But... Uh, you look at, looking back at Elijah, he was physically exhausted. You figure after climbing up that mountain, 
building, building the altar, cutting up the bullock. Now he's the only one doing this now. The other, the other group had 400 of them, so they had their, their, their bullock all chopped up to pieces. They had their, their uh, uh, altar all made, and they, they, they did their thing for over eight hours. You know, he was watching them. But it took, while they were doing their thing real quick, he was still doing his with his bullock and his altar. He, he's the only one. Now, there's some physical attributes here. Well, then, and then, of course, he has to bring, he, he says, okay, after they finish, he says, okay, we need some water up here. So they have to go down to the ocean, not the ocean, yeah, the, uh, it's the Mediterranean Sea. Go on there and pull, or is it uh, the, say, got one or two. They had to pull the water up to, up to the mountain there. And how did he have it? Just one barrel, two barrels? No, he had a bunch of barrels. So again, he had some help here, but this is exhausting. He's tired. And then, after his, his uh, sacrifices all swallowed up, burned up with the fire, guess what? Who's going to do what to the prophets? He might have had, had the, the prophets all bound, but who was going to do the execution? It wasn't going to be, well, you're the sheriff of town, you better do it. No, it's not that. If you look at what, what uh, uh, Samuel did to, when, for uh, Saul when they took that king, Agai, did he tell King Saul, well, you kept this guy, you need to kill him. Who, who took the sword and killed, come on, some of you have read it. Samuel went out there and slew a guy, cutting the ribbons. Well, you figure there's a lot of work with 400 people you got to wipe out. This guy's tired. And then, later on, he's also, there's another area where there was rain. Remember they had to have some rain? They told Ahab, okay, it's going to rain. And what, what did, in, in, in this case, what he had to do? He says, hey, uh, Ahab, you better get back to the city because it's going to rain. And so what did he do? He ran to the city and outran the horses. Now that's getting tired. So when you're physically exhausted, you're tired and, and, and when you want to do something, to follow through on something, oftentimes you're disappointed because you can't do it. I mean, oh man, you might be a, a, an accountant, you're, you're writing it out. How in the world do I get two and two equals seven? I mean, you know, it's stupid things like that. And you, get, you become disappointed, you get discouraged with, with your own self. This is what happens oftentimes when we get discouraged, it's, we look to ourselves and not to God. We need to look to God. The Holy Spirit's our helper. He'll tell us how to do things, okay? Physical exhaustion is one cause of discouragement. Uh, to deal with our physical nature, um, we need to take our physical uh, needs seriously. You can't burn the, the 
candle at both ends. You know how you can tell when they're burning a candle at both ends? You got those dark spots down here. <laughs> and your body doesn't function. You're not functioning properly. God, God says, you go to work, you get your proper rest. And some of us are pushing it the wrong way. If you don't get your rest, he'll make you get the rest. He'll let the devil move in on you. Because you're not following through on what he says. Your temple is the whole your your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You need to you need to keep it in good running order. Hello. Oh, some of us need to get some rest here, sir. I mean, that's one of them, those things that I have to do. Get physical rest. Especially when, when you get a little older, they say you need no more sleep. I don't know why. I thought the, only the little kids needed sleep, but now it's kind of reverse. You know. Maybe not going to my second childhood, but just need, need a little more rest. Okay. Nervous reactions cause. Uh, discouragement. Stress causes reaction in our nervous system. A victory or achievement can cause such powerful emotion or reactions and become more vulnerable to moral defeat or temptation. Okay. Um, victory. We have a victory. And oftentimes you think, hey, the next thing is going to be good. Uh, you remember when... Uh, for you, just kind of not giving you too many scriptures. You go to the book of uh, Joshua, and they went around the city of Jericho seven times, and the walls came down, and they had the victory. So the next time they go out, the next little next city there is, is Ai, which is not even half the size of Jericho, and they figured, well, we won't need the army that we had around Jericho because Ai is so small. And so what happens, they went out there and uh, they went to battle against Ai and they, 23 men were killed and they ran. Bad news. If you're just losing one individual. So we need to, we need to uh, seriously contend, okay, we have a victory now. How, God, how do you want this next one to go? You notice they didn't ask that. They said we, Ai is our next Go, we are going to get it. How many times do we say, okay, the next, the next thing we're going to do is this, and we don't ask God how to take care of the situation or follow through on his plans. And we attack that, and uh, things kind of go south on us, so we need to watch out. Um, then there's the failure. Failure, of course, right after AI, there's a big failure. They lost out, and there were... Uh, they were really up and around. And failure brings uh, discouragement. Going back to Elisha, um, he had that, that victory, but he failed when he heard about Jezebel. Remember? We need to remain focused on what God has called us to do and not look what the enemy is throwing at us but look what God says, because he, he is our rearward and forward 
guard. He knows what's going on. If we follow through on him, we don't have to worry about things. Some of us are not here. If we're following God, you could say, I don't want to use a GPS system because the GPS systems, they could be messed up. But if we're following God, each step that we take is, is exact. Whereas um, my uh, GPS system, you could be driving along and it says, turn here, turn here. And I know the shortcut to someplace else, and it's screaming, turn here, turn here, and it just all gets bogged down. So which am I going to follow? That thing which tells me to go two miles out of the direction that I need to do, because there's a new road cut, and does it say, so I'm going to do what I know, need, I need know to do, because this is what the new road says, and God says, there's a shorter way. So we need to get our perspective on God this year. Okay. Loneliness is another one. We'll bring in discouragement. Uh, you'll find this in 1 Kings. I'm just giving you these addresses tonight. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 10. Um, uh, Elisha said, I'm the only one, Lord. I'm the oh, I was, I, I'm so obedient. I'm the only one. And what happened, we find out, God says there was 7,000 of them. 7,000 or 700, I can't remember. What, 700? 7,000, I think. 7,000 that have not yielded, their, bowed their knee to Baal. So don't think that you are the only one in the same predicament. Nobody else has this problem. The devil has no new way of attacking us. He has no, new, no ways of, uh, no new ways of doing things. Everything he's tried before, we know them. We need to be acknowledging, acknowledging them and be aware of them when they come around. And how are you going to do that? Know the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God says, hey, this is wrong here. Amen? Loneliness. There, there were 7,000 of them. Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together unless we agree? You're not alone. God's with you. If God be for you, who can't be against you? Elijah's, Elisha said to, to his, I guess, I guess, give these guys' name. When, the, when they were all around him, he says, open this guy's eyes. And the guy saw there was more, more with them than, than the, the troops there. Whoa. I wonder how many was there. You figure there maybe 20,000 troops there. That means one angel for each individual there. Jesus said he could have ordered 12 legions of angels. Now, everyone, now think about this. This is going off track. This is a rabbit trail. Every one of us has a what we call a guardian angel. That's, that's been assigned to us. How many are they say in the world today? Seven billion people, over seven billion people. Whoa! Well, that means an angel has to be assigned to everyone. 
Whoa! Angels are innumerable. That means, boy, there's a lot you can call upon to help us out. Angels, according to Hebrews, are here to help us out. I know all of us, I've heard all of us pray. When we go on a trip, put guardian angels around our car. Why? You could put, put a regiment around your car. <laughs> Let's do it right. Uh, I'm going to have us turn to this one because I don't remember what this one was. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastics. You'll find that right after Proverbs. Ecclesiastics chapter 4. Ecclesiastics Elastics 4, verses 9 and 10. Two are better than one because, this is verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to one that is alone when he fall, for he, he hath not another to help him up. Glory to God. We have someone to help us up. God will always help us up if we trip up. Take 1 John 1, 9, and you're up. It says, a good man falls seven times, and he rises up seven times. Glory to God, hallelujah, that's us, that's you. So if you have a, if you blow it this year sometime, know that you've got help to get out of it. Fear of the future brings disappointment. Elijah did what God commanded him to do about the prophets of Baal. But he felt rejected when, when again, Jezebel came after him. That's why he ran. That's pretty hard. You gotta keep, we need to keep focus on what God has called us to do. Know that he has his hand on us. He'll not withhold not one good thing from those that ask him. Not one good thing will he withhold. Wow. Should make us dance. So we need to keep God's word before us to keep us strong, stable, and confident. Oh boy, are we getting out early. So we need to have some encouragement. So let's, we're going to look at some of these. Encouragement starts with... Uh, life started with, I'll put it this way. Exodus chapter 14... Exodus chapter 14, looking at verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he hath shown to, unto you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, we should be able to apply this scripture to ourselves. Fear not, and stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which I'll show you today. What, what is in God's word for you today? Find that promise and stand upon it. You'll have that victory. Let's go to the book of Isaiah this time. We're going to start moving around a little bit. The book of Isaiah, chapter 41. Isaiah, chapter 41. 
verse 13. That's 41, 13. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Whoa! Some of us need that one. At least I do. I like that one. I'm going to have to highlight that one. I'll mark it for my, myself there. Okay. See what it says in the Amplified on that 13. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, Fear not, I will help you. Okay, then let's go to... Oh, I know this one's the wrong, but... Matthew, if I got this one right. Nope, I don't have that one right. So let's go back to the Old Testament to the book of Numbers. We'll find Numbers chapter 13. This is the wife's scripture, and it's wrong. <laughs> I typed it, but she gave me a wrong scripture. All right. Somebody had to have to laugh out there. Let's go. Second Chronicles, chapter 14. Scratch that, scratch that one too. I'm going on my scriptures. Let's go back to Joshua. I'm sorry. Joshua 14. Find out what you're after. In Joshua 14, looking at verse 12, Caleb says, Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. So he had a promise. Caleb gets hold of a promise. For thou heard in that day how the Anklins were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I will be able to drive them out as the Lord said. He's taking God's word and he's going to do it. We need to do, we need to do the same thing. Take God's word, go forth, and do it. And you find out, that you read what everything that Caleb did. He was an old guy. He was 80 and he says, I'm, I feel as strong as I was when I was 40. And he took, and he took the region. Now, none of you are 80 yet. Most of you are under 40. So you need, 
You need to go <laughs> somewhere else, mine. All right, you're under 50. <laughs> That'll get most of you. You're under 50. You ought to be able to go out there and doing exactly what the promise says to do with the strength that you were when you were 20. I'll put it that way. Hey, run through a troop, jump over a wall. Some of you are looking at me like, boy, you. <laughs> this year is going to be fun. This year is going to be fun. But you've got, you've got to rely upon the Lord. You've got to focus on God all, all the way through this year. I don't care what comes up. We're going to have to focus on what the Lord says in his word. You take, you, we're going to have to take his promises right out. So this, this is, I have to stand on this. This is what your word says. Things are going to happen this year that, that, that uh, are going to be um, going to shake the world. I mean, look, just look at our nation yesterday. The only place, the whole, if you look at the, the, our nation, they got a map of it, and you look how cold it was. Everything was in the freezing, except for the very tip of Miami, I mean, of Florida, which was Miami, that was only just a little pinkish, and the, and I think it was from the central coast down on California, and down of course it went into Mexico a little bit, but everything else was frozen. People people were uh, electricity was up, but they they had water, so they turned the water on into the bathtubs to get heat. Of course, they didn't want any broken pipes, so they kept their water moving. I mean, some of us, we need to be rejoicing. You live in California. We've we got some terrible policies out here, but we're not, and then, <laughs> you're not, we're not having to wear uh, thermals. What happened to global warming? Yes, what happened, we'll have to write Al Gore on global warming. Uh, but they said, I, think, I forget, forget which, it was either New York or Chicago, a guy had to walk one, two blocks. He says, it's not the cold that's bothering, it's the pain. It was so cold, it was so painful. It was, that was in the newspaper. It was in the Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara uh, Press. I'll bring that Sunday. You can look at that. So cold, people. They were the homeless. Were had these big uh, fifty-five gallon barrels thrown, finding anything that would burn in there to keep warm. We need to pray for our country. It's all the main reason it's going through this is because we have abandoned God. You can say, "What well, is it?" Take God out of the picture. He says, those that honor me, I will bless. We're not honoring God. You can see what's happening to this country. It's just going, spiraling down. But we can make it. Hello, up there. Don't be discouraged. Uh, 1 Samuel. 
in 1 Samuel chapter 14. First Samuel 14, looking at verse 6. And Jonathan said unto the other man that bare his armor, Come, let us go over unto the garrison of the uncircumcision. It may be, may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or a few. You can't restrain God when he's with you. When, you, when he blesses, it's pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's how he's going to, it's how he's, there's no restraint to God. It's not, I want to bless you. It's not, well, can I have just this? He wants you to give, you're asking for, for whatever it is, he's going to give you the best. Something that's overflowing on it. Something that you didn't expect, something that's going to come, come to pass with you. Glory to God, hallelujah. There's no discouragement there. Well, since we're in 1 Samuel, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Look at verse 32. David, David speaks. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight for this with this Philistine. Wow. David knew who he was. We have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We have to know that we have the victory. We have the sword of the Spirit. We can speak the word. We can declare that what we put our hand to shall prosper. Where we walk or tread our feet, it's ours. It's yours. But you have to put faith in it. When David went down to, into the river bread, he picked up five little rocks. Goliath had four other brothers. He was ready for all of them. You need to keep alive, keep alive. Okay. Find the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to There we go. Nehemiah chapter 6. This should be speaking of you. Nehemiah chapter 6 looking at verse 11. And I said, Should such a man as I flee? And who is there that, being as I am, would go up into the temple and, and save his life? I will not go in. You don't have to flee. Okay. Okay. 
Turn with me now to the book of Daniel. We've got three more scriptures. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, looking at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our God, with whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fi burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Do you have that much confidence in your God? In God? Well, we might be put to the test. This is the test for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do they really serve, serve the Lord? Do they love the Lord? Okay. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, looking at verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled down, uh, kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done aforetime. And of course this is where he gets thrown in the lion's den. But are we, a, are we able to, uh, to confront the enemy? Um, this past, holiday, quote, holiday season or Christmas season, um, many people in different establishments would say, happy holidays. Or, you know, that type. They didn't say Merry Christmas. Because they, they can get in trouble saying Merry Christmas. Some are not... Uh, we're finding out now you can't even speak God, Jesus' name in public. Of course, I, I mentioned that last uh, this past Sunday that the Supreme Court is going to be looking at that, uh, a case where Christian, if Christians can pray in Jesus' name in a public place. That's bad. But we've got to stand tall for who we, who we are. We, can't, we cannot compromise on God's word. We have to have courage. And book of John, chapter 19. This is speaking of Jesus. 
John 19, verses 10 11. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou unto, not unto me? Knowest not that I have the power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus said, Thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivereth me unto thee has a greater sin. In other words, what we're going to do, we need to be speaking forth the word of God. Be bold about it. Well, I, you know, um, Jesus said if, if we don't uh, acknowledge him in a public, public place, as we ought to, if we're asked, then he cannot acknowledge us before the Father. And uh, I'd hate to have the Father say, okay, who's this guy? And Jesus would say, I don't know. That's how strong it's going to be. A lot of people are going to be deceived. Say, well, I can, I can do it this way and still, hey, it doesn't work that way. Whoever confesses before man to have, have open hearts, we need to have courage to go about and do things for the Lord. Amen. Well, you're out early. You don't have to go out in that freezing weather. <laughs>